Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. At first glance, Derrick Henry is a throwback, right? I mean, he's 250 pounds, he handles nearly 400 carries a season, even his general approach to training, his stated desire to get bigger and stronger, it sounds like it's from a bygone era. But calling Henry a throwback misunderstands the player. How he is uniquely suited to dominate at this very time in football history for reasons that go well beyond just the fact that he is a big back. To understand Henry is to understand exactly how he's able to survive a workload that has simply destroyed running backs in the past, both how he maintains his body and how a unique offensive scheme not only relies on him, but in a way, takes care of him. It's to understand how, for example, in his 182-yard three-touchdown performance and Sunday's comeback win over Seattle, his impact goes so far beyond what you can read in a stat line. And it's to understand how, in an era when passing numbers are at an all-time high and running back valuations are at an all-time low, Henry just might be the most indispensable and most important non-quarterback in football. Hi, I'm Gary Gramling. And I'm Connor Orr. And we're excited to welcome you to the first episode of our new midweek NFL show from Sports Illustrated and the MMQB podcast. Those of you who already subscribe to this feed are used to the breakdowns and analysis Jenny Vrentis, Connor, and I provide on the Monday podcast. In this space, though, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Sometimes it will be a thoughtful discussion of the week's biggest news topic. 
Sometimes it will be a Q&A with a guest we find interesting. Sometimes it will be original audio storytelling. And sometimes we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the biggest stories we do at Sports Illustrated. These shows will be unique. And with that in mind, we're starting off with one of the most unique players in the NFL, Derek Henry. Hey, hello, Gary. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk about Derek Henry Day, and here we are. Uh, I just did a fantasy draft for uh, a friend of a friend who uh, uh, was an elementary school teacher, and I was observing this from afar, and he, Derek Henry is still going top five in everybody's fantasy draft. Um, I picked him to win Offensive Player of the Year um, and project him to, to lead the league in rushing again, but... Um, does anybody really care about the fact that there should be some gigantic red flags? Because not too long ago, there was this curse of 370 carries, and that's when the body is supposed to break down. Uh, Derrick Henry has bested that each of the last two seasons, but uh, he, he doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Yeah, we just don't have running backs that handle monster workloads in the NFL anymore. It just isn't done except for Derrick Henry. And if you look at the last two seasons, the numbers are pretty incredible. Yeah, so look at 2020, for example. Derrick Henry, including the playoffs, had 396 carries. Dalvin Cook, uh, for reference, 312. So that's really the difference between his workload and, and sort of the next closest workload. And then in 2019, 386 carries in the playoffs, including the playoffs. Ezekiel Elliott at 301. And so since DeMarco Murray had 436 for the Cowboys in 2014 and then immediately flopped with the Eagles next season, no one but Derrick Henry has topped 350 carries uh, in a season. And so that, you know, he is coming off a 396 carry season now, followed by a 386 carry season. And not long ago, we were looking at this as sort of just the end, like we said, uh, back in the late 1990s, the Denver Broncos that won back-to-back Super Bowls. Terrell Davis had a 481 carry season followed by a 470 carry season and never played more than eight games uh, in a single season again. Sean Alexander from the Seahawks had that 430 carry MVP season in 2005 and never made it 16 games in a season again. And you can go down this list of running backs who have had similar workloads and have broken down pretty quickly over time. Larry Johnson comes to mind. Natron Means, Amon Green. Um, I'm trying to think. There's some other ones here. Really, only Ladanian Tomlinson uh, is the running back that comes to mind that has had a consistently heavy uh, workload and held up th- over the course of his career. Um, Derrick Henry is sort of entering that rarefied air, and, and people say, well, what about Adrian Peterson? Adrian Peterson's workload was actually pretty well-managed over his time in Minnesota. There wasn't a ton of egregiously large workload seasons for him. Uh, it was all kind of at the medium-high range, which I think uh, allowed him to play as long as he did. And so the question becomes, you know, what what happens to Derrick Henry? Sort of what avenue does he take from here? Yeah, and look, we're early in the 2021 season, but it's working. The first thing you have to know is who Henry was, who he is, and how he's preparing himself every offseason. I love working out. I love being fit. love being in the gym, lifting weights, running hills, doing all those things I can just so you know I can come into training camp and come into season, prepare to carry the load and be able to make plays and do, do whatever I can to help my team. 
Derrick Henry grew up on the northeast coast of Florida in a town called Yulee. As a kid, he would idolize his older cousins, who were all huge and jacked, so he started lifting weights and guzzling protein shakes, expecting to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the best, or at least hoping to look a little bit more like them. And at first, it was a frustrating process. Uh, He said you could sit there and keep doing bicep curls over and over, wake up, and nothing overnight had changed. But then his body began to catch up to the process he outlined for himself, and something of a monster was born. In high school, Henry rushed for over 12,000 yards and 153 touchdowns. He gained more than 250 yards a game in high school. So I talked to him last winter, shortly after the season, when he was working out at Sanders Fit Performance in Dallas, Texas. He shows up to work with Melvin, a former NBA player, two days after the season ends each year and begins an almost daily regimen that slowly ramps up his body back into football shape through five periodized segments that can include anything from lightweight training to sprinting up grassy hills in the Dallas area. And on those high-intensity days, Henry could be doing anything from 120-pound curls to weighted hill sprints out in the Dallas backcountry where Sanders really wants him to simulate the level of physical wear after three or four or five straight carries in an NFL game, getting him to the point where he's not exhausted after handling six or seven or even eight carries in a row. I'm sure that's something that Mike Vrabel would thank him for later. I work out uh, at Sanders Fit in um, Dallas, Texas with uh, Melvin Sanders. And really with just me trying out his gym and um, seeing if I liked it uh, the first time I worked out. And I loved it. And then, you know, us getting to know each other over time and, you know, the type of people we are and how we like to work, it was kind of like we were the same person and we have the same mindset. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Connor, what are we looking at for his regimen here? What what kind of stuff is he doing? So this was uh, sort of a, a really enjoyable part of the story because his trainer, uh, Derek Henry's trainer, Melvin Sanders, who's a former NBA player, I, I, I said, what, what are you doing with this guy? And, and how, how do you make this all work? And he just started flooding my phone with text messages that were like hundreds of words long and was literally just copying his training files and saying, this is what we do and these are the benefits of it and this is what we're throwing at him. And so... Um, I'll read from one, like, for example, like Vital Air Plus 5. Um, it's, uh, he, he builds as an innovative technology for the improvement of vital functions. And so deals with the autonomic nervous system, which is the primary control mechanism and regulation within the human body. And so Vital Air Therapy, um, you know, it improves basically your regulatory capacity of the autonomic nervous system, and it allows you to control and regulate um how the body produces oxygen. And so, uh, you know, that's like, you know, it's above our heads, certainly, but it's like this thing that uh, athletes are using now. It is popularized throughout the NFL, and there's starting to be some science that's dovetailing off of this. And that's what a lot of these guys, their jobs are, is to sort of stay on the cutting edge, see what studies are coming out, and to immediately sort of apply this to the athletes to, to help give them the edge. And another was um, was red light therapy, which is, um, you know, and somebody, some people call it whole red bed or uh, whole body LED therapy. And it's basically a detoxification process that is supposed to help your blood circulation, supposed to decrease inflammation, it's supposed to promote muscle recovery, muscle performance, uh, decrease soreness. Um, You know, there are some pretty uh, 
impressive claims here. For example, uh, it'll put you in a better mood. So maybe we could all use a red bed <laughs> in our house uh, if we have uh, $5,000 uh, laying around. So that, that sounded fun. But uh, it, it's, 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 it's interesting, right? Athletes are loading up on this stuff because of trainers recommending it and because of the science that is starting to follow it. And you want non-invasive mechanisms to heal that don't involve any painkillers, that uh, don't involve anything that's going to hurt your body in the long term. And so anytime something like this is going to pop up, I I think nine times out of ten, someone in Derrick Henry's position is going to jump at this because why wouldn't you? It's harmless and uh, it could uh, it could help me recover faster after a workout so that I can build more muscle and 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 sort of create this body for the next season. Um, That said, uh, I you know. It, it really depends on who you talk to around the league in terms of how effective this is. There are teams uh, that are hiring their own recovery experts uh, that are separate from the nutrition staff, separate from the training staff, and that specifically deal in this kind of um, these kind of therapies. And then I think that there are probably other teams around the league where you look at it and they just say, this stuff is a placebo. Like, you know, there are teams that like to deal in very hard backed science and if there's only a few studies here they're like okay you guys can go out and get that on your own you know if you want to go out and get that stuff that's up to you uh so it it really is interesting we're sort of at a crossroads right now of player recovery science but there are teams that are literally hiring guys to do this kind of stuff um that players like henry seek out in the off season so the flavor i'm getting is a little bit of tb12 uh, on this stuff. And, and honestly, I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment at this point, because <laughs> it's just the, the science is so new. And if you are looking at uh, a Tom Brady as a very singular anecdotal uh, piece of evidence here, you would be like, yeah, like I want to, I want to do what Tom Brady does. Yeah. So let me, I'll, I'll put this to you. I'll put this to the listeners. Uh, do this thought experiment uh, on your own time. And uh, so a couple of years ago, my wife and I went to a vineyard, right? And there, there's like a wine show and there's a bunch of vineyards there and they were handing out glasses of wine. And one of the guys says, I make all of my wine from pears, only pears, because pears are the best fruit in the world and uh, pears are good for you and pears won't give you a hangover and pears are full of natural sugar. And so you stay there drinking all day and you wake up the next morning and you feel great. Why? Because this guy is convincing and he's looking at you and he's telling you that you're not going to have a hangover the next morning. And I think that there is an element of that, right? Tom Brady's guru, Alex Guerrero um, is someone that has Tom Brady's trust. Uh, He has you know, he's in the most intimate sort of circles of his life. And so he says to Tom Brady and sure there, you know, there is science to support, you know, um, the ingestion of healthy fats and omegas and, um, you know, that nightshade vegetables do contribute somewhat to inflammation. There are studies out there that back what Alex Guerrero is saying to Tom Brady, but it is the relation of the message where it's like, this is going to make you better. This is going to make you stronger. This is going to make you healthier. And it does by 
you know, by virtue of not only the nutrients that you're ingesting, but by the placebo effect, right? This guy that you trust implicitly over everything is telling you that I promise this is going to make you feel better. And so you feel better. And I think that there is an element of this in recovery science where you go into these buildings, you talk to these people, and they are very convincing in terms of, well, there was this study done out of Norway where if you put this, uh, you sit in this bed for five minutes, your muscles won't hurt anymore. And I think if you're an athlete and you're always searching for that edge, you're always looking to change uh, the way that you recover and perform, why wouldn't you do this? And of course, you're going to pop out feeling a little bit better. But is that edge, does it necessarily put you apart from everybody else? I I don't know. That's something that we can't answer right now. But uh, does it make you feel better? Does it make you work out harder? Does it make you recover faster in the interim? Absolutely. I guess the worst case scenario is we all look back in five years and it's like, oh, it didn't really do anything, but it also didn't hurt you. So no harm, no foul. I think it's uh, it's reminiscent of at a very base level. Uh, Gary, I know that when you were younger, uh, sort of uh, tore the roof off of your high school gym, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, like I remember um, when Monster Energy Drinks came out with uh, like, you know, those like two liter <laughs> things of just like chemical uh, swill and yeah. but there was there was creatine in it. They would put like muscle building, like very cheap, like a very cheap version of this muscle building powder into this like toxic energy drink. And all of my friends and I would go down to the convenience store and we would get those before weightlifting in high school football. And then afterwards we'd be like, that was the best workout of my life. Was that true? No. Like there's just, there's no way. We were in this building irresponsibly throwing around weights and not knowing what we're doing. But does the label on the box say that this is going to make you stronger? Yeah. And so do you tend to feel stronger? Yes. That is a huge element of this, I think, uh, personally. But it's interesting to hear uh, Derek Henry's trainer talk about the science behind it to for him to send the studies which have been done and are very promising. So I don't want to put this into the category of like wahoo crazy science <laughs> uh, because I think that athletes do need an option that isn't painkillers to recover. And I do think that there are some great ideas out there that are being tested uh, at a pretty high level. So uh, it's it's interesting to see where the path will lead in a couple years. But I think this is at least a path that is positive in that it's not going to hurt anybody, right? Um, and one of the therapies like we didn't get to is cryotherapy, right? You're, you're, and, and that's just time tested, right? You're, you're, you're making your muscles cold. You're helping them heal. And so some of that stuff I think is, is good in that it's harmless and that at worst, it's just making you think you're getting better. So that's how Derek Henry is taking care of his body. But one of the thing we kind of have to talk about with him is how the scheme he's in kind of takes care of him and and how he's not really used in exactly the way that uh, a lot of people think he is just by looking at his his size the wide zone was invented by the late alex gibbs and popularized by the denver broncos when gibbs and mike shanahan began working together in the late 1990s these were the teams that won back-to-back super bowl wins with john elway Talk to Shanahan now, and he'll say it's less of an offense than an entire whole-body holistic approach. And here's why. In the outside zone, everything looks the same. Every play looks like a sweeping run to the outside, which makes passing plays more effective and challenges defenses to defend a system capable of high-wire throwing with heavier personnel meant to stop the run. 
In an outside zone scheme, everybody from the running backs coach to the offensive line coach need to believe and see the field the same way. The receivers need to line up and run their routes in a certain way. The offensive linemen need to stand a certain distance from one another all the time. It's blocked a little bit like a group ballet with the offensive lineman on the front side of the play, that's the direction that the run is going, sprinting out ahead of the back and creating walled off lanes for the running back to cut through. On the back side of the play, the offensive linemen cut block defenders, which essentially means they trip them to the ground so they can't disrupt the play from the back side. This leaves Henry, the running back, with something of an easier job. He takes the handoff and runs horizontally, following the flow of his playside blockers. He has an indicator he's trying to aim for. In some offenses, that might be the back heel of the tight end. And en route to that marker, one of the running lanes will open up and Henry can make one singular cut, sprinting upfield when he's already at full steam. This prevents a running back from simply smashing into the line of scrimmage. It gives plays more breathing room to develop. Most offensive linemen like it because the backside blocking is easier than some of their typical run blocking assignments. And most quarterbacks love it because if a team thinks you're going to run on almost every down or is forced to pretend you will, then they'll keep fewer defenders in the secondary to guard the wide receivers and tight ends you're throwing to. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So... 
Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I just want to step back for a moment and talk about the landscape across the world of running backs when Derrick Henry came into the league. And at that point, everyone was kind of valuing these these big backs, but also backs with three down skill sets. So you think Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, uh, to a lesser extent, a Todd Gurley. Uh, these guys are big backs, but their value is that you can do formationing stuff with them. You can you can split them out wide. You can send them out on these wheel routes and uh, and get your mismatches with linebackers and that sort of thing. Now Todd Gurley is a big back, but he does not have that skill set. He's pretty good on screen passes, but he's not a guy you're you're ever gonna uh, put in the slot or anything or try and create that sort of mismatch with. So. I guess my question to you, Connor, is we, we, we have this this 240-pound huge back here. It's the kind of thing you used to see in the 90s. Is this thing ultimately going to be cyclical? Uh, is this going to feel like 1994 again uh, in other teams in the league at this point? I guess what I'm asking you is, can I once again take all my no-fear shirts out of the closet and remind people that he who dies with the most toys still dies or that indeed second place is the first loser. <laughs> You're once again showing your age, Gary, because no fear <laughs> shirts uh, became and one shirts when I was uh, when I was in high school. Oh, and yeah. it was just that that silver surfer looking nebulous basketball man. And mm-hmm. but same thing, he would say the heated <laughs> phrases like. I took your game and now I got your girl. And and that was that was a big one that I remember wearing and then uh, but I guess never really ironically asking myself if I had the ability to do either of those things to to beat somebody at basketball or to steal their girlfriend. But uh that's neither here nor there. Uh, to answer your question, I would say that yes, it's cyclical um and Derrick Henry just hit the NFL at the perfect time. And before we had talked a little bit about the outside zone system and why it works and why it hit the NFL at the right time, right? Because we're talking about lighter rosters, the defense through the middle, um, fewer linebackers on the field, more defensive backs. And so you combine the system with Henry and then you unleash it um, at, at just the ideal, absolute ideal time. And I think that the window is still open here because regardless of what's happening in the NFL, the beauty of a salary-capped league and to have everything structured the way it is, 
is that no matter what kind of phase the league is in, there's always an advantageous position group. And so even there was the three down running back phase until all those guys wanted to get paid. And then I would argue the next wave of market inefficiency players were tight ends. You saw the 49ers and George Kittle. You saw the Baltimore Ravens with their trio of tight ends before they traded Hayden Hurst and, and what that was able to do for them. And, and now the tight ends got paid. And now you, you keep kind of moving on and finding these undervalued assets. And I think Derrick Henry is the perfect example. Now, you're not going to find another 6'4", 260-pound running back, uh, but you are going to find other big-bodied running backs that may have just played a sort of complementary role in college that can immediately come in, they're fresh, they don't have a ton of miles on them, and they can pick up valuable yards for you right away. One other thing with Henry, and if you go back to the draft season when he was coming out and the reason he fell to the second round is there was this uh, criticism of him that, you know, he's he's uh, uh, he takes a while to build up the top speed. He's not a, a you know, he needs a little bit of a runway. But I do wonder if the fact that they've sort of built that runway for him into this scheme, into these runs, into these outside zone runs, I do wonder if that sort of gives him something of an edge as far as injury prevention goes because you know number one uh you know where you're going I, I and let me explain that I do think a lot of injuries come from reactive movements where uh you know whatever someone has hit you when you're not expecting it someone has changed directions and you are now forced to change directions unexpectedly and that puts stress on your body that uh, it just ends up being too much when it's all said and done. But in this scheme, it's like the ball gets into his hands very quickly. Uh, he has a spot he's running to, and then he's cutting up field. And there's not a whole lot of <laughs> there's not a whole lot of other stuff going on. You know, he'll sometimes slam to some traffic, and that's not great. But uh, a lot of times he's out there on the edge. It's 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 not quite space, but it's smaller bodies. Uh, there's a little more room out there. And uh, I think this, uh, you know, this thought that this 250-pound guy asks you basically, you have to slam him into the A-gaps. They don't, they don't do that with him. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty of the marriage of all of this together is you're basically getting Derrick Henry at top speed uh, on every carry. And so even if... Uh, the defense plays the run well and they meet him at the line of scrimmage, he's going to fall forward um, with momentum that he wouldn't necessarily have coming out of a standard I-formation carry and especially not a shotgun carry because if you think about it, you're building momentum, you're building speed. You know, the uh, what the Titans run allows him to get to top speed before he cuts up. And, and starts venturing vertically north south um but in a shotgun balls just placed in your in your stomach and it's static you're standing still and so that's why i think it's really interesting it's really brilliant and they have really sort of made this a historic hall of fame worthy career out of a back that i think many people would have looked at as just sort of out of place out of time in, in another uh, in another situation now 
who's the last back that was probably as big um, and as physical as Derrick Henry. You look at someone like Brandon Jacobs from the Giants, who is of somewhat similar size, but not nearly the shape, I don't think, in the conditioning um, as Derrick Henry and was used in that more standard way. So there were good moments with Brandon Jacobs. Um, I remember, you know, vividly them kind of describing that offense where it's just, you know, big people hitting little people and little people falling down. But this is a lot different. This is a lot more, um, you know, uh, as more of an understanding of the physics behind it. The last thing I kind of want to touch on here is, you know, we can see statistically what Derrick Henry's production is, how many rushing yards he has, how many touchdowns he has, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I think there's two things that sort of make him uh, just carry value well beyond what he does as a runner. Uh, the first is his value in the in the red zone and what they're able to do down there when the field is small and tight and they have been one of the best red zone offenses the last two years. But I think there's something that's more difficult to measure, and I hate to sort of be the, the tape grind guy to wrap up this show, but if you look at what happens when this team runs play action, uh, if you're a defense, if you're a linebacker, the number one thing you want to do to counter Derrick Henry is get to him as early as possible in the down. You you can't sit back and wait and be hesitant until this 250-pound guy has built up some speed and come right at you. So when they run play action on these wide zone looks, the linebackers just have to suck up aggressively, more aggressively than ever. And we know that you don't need to establish the run for play action to be necessarily effective, but it is more effective with Derrick Henry because of who he is stylistically and the way he moves and the way you have to defend him. So basically, you, because Derrick Henry is her back, they have created so much space behind the linebacker level. And Ryan Tannehill, that is his strength, making those throws to that level. And Derrick Henry has just kind of he's made his life so much easier and he's made the lives of everyone on this offense so much easier just uh, as a function of, of who he is and how he plays. If I was John Robinson and I was the, the general manager of the Titans, my biggest concern right now would be because you're not going to find another Derrick Henry. You're not going to find someone that's six foot four and, you know, 260 pounds that can move like that. But you can probably, uh, what do they say in Moneyball? You can create them in the aggregate, right? You can find mm -hmm. a couple of pieces that together will basically create the same person. But I mean, that that is the frantic search right now, because once Derrick Henry goes and once that offense goes, I think so goes Ryan Tannehill. So goes A.J. Brown. You know, A.J. Brown isn't as open as he was before and doesn't have the yards after the catch, which is what he's good at. And Ryan Tannehill doesn't have the windows to throw in that he did before. And so all these things start to sort of slip and stumble. And, you know, it's just a fascinating thing. On, on one hand, they are uh, building this roster that is perfect in the now. And it has gotten them way further than people have expected. I think the Titans, Mike Vrabel has outperformed his Pythagorean win-loss expectation every year as the head coach of the Titans running the system. And so it's got them out front of this, but it's also so fragile because we, we just don't know. We don't know if Derrick Henry's an outlier and because he's so big, he can, he can kind of fend off these hits and he can continue this workload for longer or we don't know if you know father time is 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 especially active in the nfl and he's just kind of given derrick henry a little bit longer of a runway that's always gonna be my focus as long as i can play this game 
and the focus for the next season is Super Bowl. You know, and that's all, that's all I'm going to be focused on. I think that's what we all going to preach to each other collectively as a team. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 